0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by 2 fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com
1: Hey, now everybody, welcome to episode 394 of the Movie Mavericks podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson. This is host, Jason Rugard. He's got a rundown for
0: us. On tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about the Oscar-nominated Maestro, as well as the big box office hit of the summer, Sound of Freedom, and Denzel Washington's The Equalizer, as well as the horror film, Suitable Flesh. Trailers tonight for Roadhouse, Sleeping Dogs, Monkey Man, and Aggro Drift. We've got a lot to talk about, as well as Trevor making me defend some uh, reviews on MovieMavericks.com. But first, as we always do, let's do some trivia. What do you got for me tonight?
1: Uh, Although uh, lead actor Peter O'Toole is the person most frequently remembered for David Lean's epic 70mm mass piece, Lawrence of Arabia, Robert Bolt's superb screenplay and Freddie Young's breathtaking cinematography could also be cited as stars. The movie depicts blah, 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 we know. Um, Lawrence of Arabia, yeah, okay. What actor appears in the film as Hawatat leader Abu Omar Sharif, Anthony Quinn, Jack Hawkins, Jose Ferrar. I believe it's Omar Sharif. Yeah. No. Who is it? Uh, Oh, Anthony Quinn. Are you serious? Are you fucking It's interesting because he's... (laughs) I was back when white people played everything.
0: (laughs) Well, he played a Greek man. He played everything. I mean, I think he was a... Fuck, he's an Italian? My goodness! Yeah, I think so. Ah, fuck! All right, well, give me another one. Feed me another one. I've only seen *Lords <laughs> right? of Arabia* one time. Have you seen it multiple times? Uh, no. It's
1: a relatively. I thought. I think find it boring.
0: Like boring. *Doctor Zhivago*. I couldn't get
1: through. Yeah, that one's really.
0: Boring. I-, I couldn't get through. I, I didn't give I sh- I didn't get engulfed. I mean,
1: I get the ma- the like the majesty of the whole of the idea of that uh, of those movies and stuff, but in real, I just find it boring. Agreed. All right. Desperate car salesman Jerry Lundegaard comes up with a poorly planned scheme that involves the kidnapping of his own wife in this black comedy, Fargo. Lord, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, even get to the... some of these. I read, and it's just like it's like okay, that's that. It, it's too easy. Yeah. How did we go from who stars in Lawrence of Arabia in this bit part? I don't know, I mean, that one's probably technically easy too. Which is just, just not for yeah, us. Some people are out there screaming at us right now. Okay, here. You get you get one more. All right. Uh what filmmaker was a professional bullfighter before directing such films <laughs> as Seven Men from Now? Interesting. Anthony Mann, uh Bud Boit- Boiticher, John Ford or Orson Welles? My first I mean,
0: instinct was to say John Houston, but that wasn't one of the uh,
1: hmm.
0: uh Man, I want to mm give me those again it's not I don't think it's John Ford even though he did a lot of westerns
1: Anthony Mann uh, Bud Boiticher. B- I can't read it Boiticher. Mm-hmm. yeah John Ford and Orson Welles
0: fuck I'm gonna go Anthony Mann
1: no uh, it was the Bud was it Bud Boiticher? Bo- 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 Boiticher.
0: I read something interesting recently about all those westerns that were filmed. You know the John Ford westerns, the Searchers, and the John Wayne stuff um, in Monument Valley, and that they had done all those nuclear testings there, and it was a staggering amount of people uh-huh. that starred in those films and on those crews died of cancer. Uh, mm. And they think it might have been correlated with those grounds still being radioactive. So, uh, very interesting article you know, I read a while I'd back. I believe it. Yeah, they didn't know obviously. I don't know. All that testing was... Uh, Well,
1: I mean, we hope not.
0: Well, they were also fucking living off only cigars, cigarettes, and whiskey for 95% of the day. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then red meat only at night. It is what it is. Good times. All right, let's get into some movies, because we've seen some things. Oscars were announced since we've last talked, and they say lots of snubs, lots of surprises. I always... I find myself every year saying I'm not interested this year and then ultimately I end up watching and I end up watching most of the movies that are involved and this year I'm done the same. So, so far for the Best Picture nominees, I've seen Barbie, which I liked, we talked about on the last episode, and now Maestro. Are you planning on watching Maestro at all? Are you interested in this?
1: I, not really.
0: Is it because of Bradley Cooper? Or is it because of the <clears throat> subject matter? Or what's the deal?
1: I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't strike me as all that interesting. I don't know.
0: Did you enjoy A Star is Born? I can't remember where you stood on that one. Uh, No. I did. I surprisingly really enjoyed that. I mean, that's not what this is, though. No, but it's a Bradley Cooper-directed film. It's Oscar bait. And he's been in a ton of Best Picture nominees. Just looking over his filmography, a couple years ago, he was in two in the same year with Nightmare Alley and The Pizza. We
1: know what a Best Picture is at this point, right? It's a category, a film.
0: <laughs> it is a subgenre in its own way. So, yeah. And this fits the bill perfectly. Released directly to Netflix, produced by Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese, directed by Cooper, written by Cooper, starring Cooper. And. My opinion of the movie is it's very long and I don't understand <laughs> what it's trying to say. I got increasingly frustrated by it. It's about. It's a true story. I mean, right? Absolutely. Leonard Bernstein's yeah. true story, but it's not really about the music. It's not really about the career. It's about him being a gay man and he has this woman who he loves who. I didn't know he was gay. His cover. And she, uh-huh. the whole time, he's battling between his love for her and his true self and the public identity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I have no problem with that as a subject matter and when it's handled well. But I feel like they made the same point in scene after scene after scene. And it's two brilliant performances by Bradley Cooper and Carrie Mulligan as the, the wife and a lot of strong supporting performances. But the movie that it, they're contained within is is not very I don't say convincing because it's absolutely convincing in performance and in in production design and all the elements but it's not very involving I didn't understand what it was trying to tell me about this man or what he even thought about these things that were happening to him I just felt like it was happening in front of me and I didn't get involved at all so that's why I'm kind of curious if you plan on watching it because it is well done in all the departments do you know what I mean by that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks like an artistic film. I don't know. I don't care. I see things like, you know, Bradley Cooper spent six years learning how to conduct for this one scene. I'm done. Like, I'm already out. Like, I don't give a fuck. That's what you're going to tell me about the movie? I don't care.
0: Well, here, I'll tell you something that's the more interesting element that they don't bring up, is that it's got his music, obviously, in it, but some of the scores from movies. And in certain Mm eras, it's shot like a 1940s film would be it's lit like that it's four by three for most of the movie which they crop off the side so it looks like it's a full screen like the movies used to be and then the modern times color comes into it and it goes widescreen. so there are artistic touches and flurries that i really liked and i think the most powerful Mm -hmm. moment in the movie is a scene in which maya hawk who plays his oldest daughter comes home from summer camp and she's heard these rumors about her dad and he has to sit down and he's trying to make a decision whether to be honest with her or tell her what she wants to hear. And I won't spoil it for you that haven't seen the movie, but it's very good. And I wish the movie didn't just keep hammering that same scene though over and over in different ways uh, because it said what it needed to say and then continued to say that, kind of like my review.
1: Well, that's why I don't watch or I'm interested in most biopics because people aren't that interesting and they choose to rather than focus on the thing that made them interesting. They focus on some human story that everyone has. And I just like, I don't know. It makes it less interesting to me. I don't really care.
0: Yeah. I was very interested in Leonard Bernstein as a conductor, composer and the artistic merit behind that. And you um, didn't get much of that. Yeah.
1: Well, but the reality is for most of this stuff, and I own a lot of them, I would rather watch a documentary. Yeah. I just would. Because it's gonna it's gonna mention all this stuff, but it'll you know, fly over it. It won't sit there and, and try and, and make this some that some sort of an artistic expression or something, and it will tell you uh, you know, the actual shit that he's doing or whatever.
0: Once again, Cooper's great, Mulligan's great, the movie is very well put together. I just think that the mm-hmm. screenplay, which is nominated, is not focused on the right aspects i think that this is a aspect of the man not the man so um, i have to give it unfortunately uh, a negative review okay let's move on there you let's talk about sound of freedom i'm really curious to talk about this with you because this was the hot button movie of the summer if you will it got politicized and i don't really want to get into the political point of the movie or how it got taken over one way or another I just want to talk no, about... it's not
1: really... It's not a political thing. It's movie, not, but so, it got
0: adopted in a certain way, and there was, you know, it's just... It felt like there was a, a... It felt like if you went and saw it, you got labeled a certain thing, and if you didn't see it, you were, you know, protesting certain no, things, and...
1: But, I mean, and that's true, and that's true of movies that are like this, though. I mean, that's, that's one... I mean, why is Chris Pratt constantly getting shit all the time? Yeah. You know, so it is true. The culture war is real. I hate it. I'm tired of it. But it is real. It happens outside of things like sound of freedom. Like you're definitely painted as, as you know, I mean toxic masculinity. I guess would be the thing, With well, the easiest way to just describe exactly what you're painted as immediately when you try to watch any stuff like this.
0: And this, anyhow, uh, it found great success in the theater. I mean, it grossed as much as the last Mission Impossible movie here in the states and Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, so I mean, this was the blockbuster that came out I of mean. nowhere. And yeah. uh, I'm going to let you I guess. I'm going to let you go first because you saw it before I did. <laughs> I'm just a little late to the party and I'm really curious on your thoughts on this movie. Go
1: ahead. Sure. So I I thought this was a fine movie. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was a great movie. Um but uh, like emotionally I thought it worked and it's it's ridiculous. It's based on a true story. It is obviously n- nowhere near you know true as to what happened, especially the ending. They uh, they go all out into just making this a uh, a fun movie rather than try to tell you the real story about what happened. Um, not that I don't believe that the events and certain things have happened, but uh, especially in the way that things happen, it almost makes no sense. But it makes sense in the movie, if that you know, if that makes any sense. Like there's no way in most action movies like this. Like uh, sometimes people do things and it does like for instance how does he know where to intercept the kid at the Mexican border Mm -hmm. and he just happens to be standing there right as that kid happens to come across which is basically like that's the kid this is the guy let's get him like you know that kind of setup like it's too perfect obviously that's not what you know that that would probably be very hard to set up in real life I'm not sure that that actually happened you know but um I'm certain he's responsible for for doing um a lot of the stuff that's in this movie uh and I don't know I, I, you know, I thought it was a solid uh, action flick, to be honest with you. And something that, um, I don't know, is very easily emotionally, like as a man, I guess, as someone who's who's geared toward protecting the innocent, if you will. I mean, maybe this goes too far in that sense and it gets a little hokey, but I thought it worked for that.
0: Yeah, I was really surprised here. I didn't, didn't know what I was expecting, but I didn't expect anything this well made. This is a very well-made movie. I mean, it looks mm-hmm. like a Soderbergh or a Sicario-type oh, yeah. situation here. Mm-hmm. This is not a cheap-looking, faith quote-unquote, faith-based movie or a you know, politically-leaning movie. Well, but it's not. It's not. No, it's— I mean, it's not at all. Well, it's, That's not even Angel what it is. Angel Studios but yeah. produced it, and I know that they have— but,
1: but they picked it up after the fact, right? I, I don't believe they actually— um, had a whole lot to do with it. I think no one wanted this.
0: Well, I don't understand why because Jim Caviezel in this gives a great performance. I think that's part I of it. I think he's but, fantastic in this movie. And uh, But the culture war poisoned this movie. You know what, what though? I would say that if this was... I could see that an early or a young Oliver Stone would have made something like this with like James Woods in the Caviezel role. I could see something like that. Possibly, back yeah. Back in the day. In
1: you do. You have to agree, though, that it's a ridiculous oh, movie in that God. sense. Like, it's totally just a Hollywood. You know what? Okay, like, okay, I'll say this: just balls to the wall. Like, this is what, like, as a man, like, this is just how it feels. And you want to go save these kids. You want to do this, and it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like, yes, I, you know, you want to go do that. You want to like stand up for the innocent. You want to do this stuff. So it's just insane to me that anyone would look at a movie like this and be like, "Oh, this is bad." Well, I'll say this: like, really, the, as a story. This
0: movie works in the moment, yeah, from moment to moment, yeah, as and the only story the builds, Don't and pay it's a attention long film. Yes.
1: <laughs> it, it's a it's a full bodied experience. That was the other thing I thought. Um, like the ta- the the Rambo ending, the Rambo, I, thought, I was going to say the too third act, much. It, when,
0: the second he goes off with the rebels by himself, this movie goes into fantasy land but before then well, it wasn't fancy before that but it, yeah it was but before then it's it's
1: it's, it's totally off it's the trail it's
0: watchable <laughs> and it makes sense like every step makes sense the second he's running around the rebel camp at night um, doing these heroics i thought well this is not this is we gotten far away from where we started but it's very very solemn it's well done it's it does takes itself extremely serious there's no humor in this movie whatsoever so it feels even longer mm-hmm. because it's unrelenting and the subject matter is so fucking uncomfortable i mean i didn't i hate movies yeah. about or anything i won't watch documentaries about exploited children i hate this subject so but to i sit thought down this handled
1: it really well especially uh, honing in and really taking it from his point of view
0: I, I, yeah. And I saw what he, at the beginning, what he was doing and how he played the first pedo. And I liked that. And, right. and you know, and there was a, a Heart of Darkness aspect where he's going deeper into the jungle and getting closer to the danger. And, you know, I kind of liked that too. So, and I
1: liked that. I liked when he had to pretend to be like one of the bad guys. They're like, this is what we have to do. Right. Like, yeah
0: yeah and you know so there was a lot of things in this movie i really liked, so i'm going to give it a a positive recommendation and say that if you like although it it, when i when i I was over and i was thinking back on it it was about as plausible as a steven seagal movie however in the moment it works
1: (laughs) but it does make sense like a lot of the stuff actually did happen it just didn't happen the way that this movie tells it Right. right this is this movie takes um
0: they're conflating and they're they're combining. <laughs> even the flow of it, right, I mean, it's
1: it's, po- it's possibly worse than any of that. You know, it's like totally made up for a well, lot. Of it. Like it's like here is some events that that happen and stuff. Now you just make up some shit to like that also makes that you know happen and makes sense, but just be ridiculous about it, it, right? Just this guy's a fucking badass. You can tell and by the story flow to too. I mean, it's got a, it's
0: basically a short film for the first thirty minutes, and then it kind of stops again. Kind of, yeah. After they uh, they bust the the house. You know the the the, the mm-hmm. Epstein's Island, if you will, and uh, with the lady's name Giselle, for Christ's sakes, is that?
1: But even that? then, when they, I know. Yeah, I like, S- but S- even S- then, when they do that, like I like the whole like spy aspect yeah. of that, where they have, and then they have to go get the the donor guy because the the government's not going to fund it anymore. Then that guy has like to learn that. like how to like all that shit. That, I, yeah, as you say, unrelenting in a sense that this movie just keeps going and going and going and going. Like, it doesn't give, really give you a chance to uh, to breathe. At it all, reminded me, all, like, like I, I said, of early Oliver
0: it. Stone or. Even something like The Falcon and the Snowman, that Timothy Hutton, Sean Penn film from back in the day that was very bleak and very this added to this and then this happens. But like I said, this movie has a natural ending where they bust everybody on the island. Everything after that is, is so bizarre and so not needed that i thought well we're losing a little something here it, that's what
1: i thought too i almost got, got bored a little bit with it and i just thought this is too like when he pops up behind that yeah guy, i know it's too it's Rambo. Like, oh, well even God. when he gets the gun thrown pointed in his head at, uh, oh. on the
0: island and the guy you know from stopping the much. other guy from taking the kid i didn't
1: mind that so much um in that moment because he kind of had to like uh uh well he basically gave up but he was lucky and that the other guy was able to talk him out of it so I don't know that the idea of like you know being in it, like trying to to fool like the evil with evil that you are evil, but you're not. Like how do you how would you deal with that? Like the inner, you know. Monologue, you must, or you know, the feelings would just be—it would be insane to, to be in that position. You brought up the guy who was the the wealthy guy who was helping them out with the island.
0: Damn, I like the the fat I, ugly I, guy. I, I like <laughs> the, the I,
1: island too. Spoken to ours
0: the expat who was there, who basically is kind of like he's almost like a Schindler, Oscar Schindler type character, where he's buying basically, yeah, he buys for their freedom,
1: buys the kids, and then sets them up and sets them free. Basically, you know, sets them up with uh, with a life. It
0: has a great that dude has a great monologue. I mean, it's a very disturbing monologue about how he got into the yeah. life, but. He delivers it great. It's very good acting. Yeah, Uh,
1: yeah. That moment, but this movie has tons of those moments, like that are highly charged, very emotional, and uh, it just works. I thought, um, even though it's completely ridiculous, it also wears
0: on you. I have to say, it's a very trying experience. For me, it was very trying to get through this movie.
1: By the time. By the time we got, especially after, well, once the island stuff was over, I was like, "Oh God, like, are we done yet?" And then we we had to embark on a whole new adventure, which was I thought too much. They really should have not done. They could have worked in the uh, the sister in there in the island. You know, yeah, they didn't have to do all that extra stuff. It was too much. I agree. But I, like I said, I was surprised at the
0: level of filmmaking, uh, acting, and just overall this the quality of the production.
1: Yeah, man. Jim Cavazell is freaking awesome, which I've known forever. Like He's always been good in everything. He's so intense. He plays haunted very well. He has haunted eyes. You know what
0: I mean by yes. that? Remember Angel Eyes? Yes. He did that very well in that movie, too, which I thought was an underrated movie. Obviously, played Christ, and he had haunted eyes in that. But here, he's, he's so <laughs> understated that it works because people that he's around in this movie are over the top for the most part. So he's playing a level uh-huh. under, and they're kind of playing a level above. And it it balances. I I believe him 100% in this role. I really enjoyed this movie. And him. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I'm glad to see he's back doing something as opposed to just uh, B movies and uh, straight faith-based movies. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about The Equalizer 3. Denzel Washington's latest entry and maybe the last entry mean, this this pretty much wraps up the trilogy I, i'd say fairly nicely and i i, I kind of hope so <laughs> i uh, i guess i was a little
1: <laughs> to be honest with you once bit. again
0: i hate to use the word surprise but wasn't expecting much from this one and it has the shortest running time of all three and i think i might have enjoyed equalizer mm-hmm. three the most oh, it's
1: still almost two hours it long. is it's
0: about an hour and 50 but i think this is my favorite of the three um it's a little bit slower hmm. going of them, but I think these are all fairly slow. I mean the first one yes. particularly slow. Uh, they have
1: slow moments, yeah, uh, for sure. But the violence
0: here is so brutal and it's handled so well that I just I, I, I don't know what it is. I and mean, the opening sequence at that vineyard with that one shot that follows them mm-hmm. driving in and down to the basement and the gun in the eye and the shooting and all that shit I just really dug. Now some of Washington's mannerisms, with him folding the napkin, started to bug me after a while. And
1: um, I like. Did that. you like that?
0: Yeah, I, I thought he was overplaying. I it I did. A bit. I
1: like that kind of slow stuff. Like he's doing his thing. He's living. But that's the equalizer, man. He, that kind of shit was in all of them, but it was in less of this one. So I think that's why they they put that napkin thing in there so much because he didn't he really didn't do like the time to uh, yeah. like he, like he normally does. He didn't do a lot of stuff, you know, um, well, did you like it? So I think, I feel like that's why, I, but I love this movie. I thought it was really good. I thought this, and I would compare this to uh, sound of freedom. You know, it's the same idea. I thought like strong man, strong guy comes into town, falls in love with, with the town people and has to fight and, basically you know stand up for and protect the innocent people in <laughs> it's it's again it's another like dad like movie where you know uh, you know as a man you, you want to be protective you want to be the protector and in and, and this i don't know fit the bill I, it's been so long i guess since i've seen movies like this necessary that weren't like about man child you know like like how they've been doing recently or how or not funny like right like usually you get like a lot of action comedies people want to be you know the star and this and that and these movies were were way more intense they were way more subdued as far as the characters go and way more intense for the situations that they would put people in and like denzel is this character in any of these movies but especially in this one it's just not fucking around you know and i love it he
0: is not fucking around as the Equalizer, and this is
1: what he's what, a
0: signature. Dude, the for bar H.I. scene when, or the
1: the, uh, the the dining room scene when they're in the the restaurant and shit, and they calls that dude over, or that dude walks over to him to fuck around. And he's just like, nah, not fucking around. And then the fucking action scene, like after that, as they as they go mount up, basically go fuck him up. Fantastic! It's fucking it's awesome, fantastic.
0: Man. Yeah, Antoine <laughs> Fuqua does not fuck around when it comes to making action sequences. No, I love. Too.
1: I love Fuqua's uh, the fucking action and that was the other thing about this is that it felt like uh, it felt like Fuqua again like Fuqua's back you know like he's making straight action it's just uh, it's all about emotion it's all about what, like what's happening in the scene people are getting fucked up and stuff but it's uh, you know head you know these two characters or any of the characters are are actually acting as well outside of just the action. Well, I've been watching a lot of Italian exploitation films, which
0: uh, lead back all the way to the, the sword and sorcery stuff and the the Westerns, obviously. And for me, as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, this is basically an Italian Western with the, the American gunslinger who's in Italy, who wants to retire and is pulled back out. You know what I mean? There's a lot of these tropes that this movie is playing on. And with Washington as as the oh, yeah. the old cowboy, if you will. And I thought he and the townspeople, they did just enough with the townspeople where I thought it was still charming and interesting and not overdone. I didn't get bored with it. You know what I mean? It was just the right amount of that shit. Because yeah. um, I thought, oh God, he's gonna go with the girl and then the guy, the cop with the kid and then the doctor. But it was charming <laughs> in the way that they did it so that when there was violence against the town, and I wanna say that they shot Italy beautiful or sicily or wherever the fuck that they were at and a lot differently than we've seen even in mission impossible recently in fast x so kudos for the way that it they're was shooting meant to this. be
1: um, cut it's off claustrophobic. right because there was even well there there were cops in this movie right but the cops were owned by the Like they tried to explain like why this shit was was capable of happening in this area because it really doesn't make any sense at all uh because well, there's only know. one cop so it's, weird. it's like right? they're in a they're in a city, but they're not <laughs> yeah. in a city. You know, it's fucking weird.
0: It's a, it's basically a western town. You have to think about it like that. There's one guy who sells fish. There's one guy who sells clothes. There's a whole cop precinct and stuff there.
1: I'm. It's not. It, it, that, but that's not the western town. That's like the street. You know, they're on a street. <laughs> he goes to the same
0: cafe that seems to be in the he corner. He literally
1: walks down the fucking street and walks back up the street. Like that's the whole fucking town. I, so, but it's not because there's a whole area around it. Clay. It's it's fucking weird. I thought that it was weird. It had been a while since but, I had but, seen but something with Denzel
0: Washington, and I think the last one I watched was that terrible one he did with Jared Leto a few years back with the serial killer and the cop, The night the Nightfall or some...
1: Oh, I didn't mind that one, but yeah. I didn't, didn't one care was, for that. Was so weird. to see
0: him in something like this that where he's commanding and it's a good movie, like I said, it reminded me of these Italian westerns, but also reminded me of his collaborations with Tony Scott. And I'm just, as I'm watching this, I'm lamenting for the fact sure, that we yeah. don't get another Tony Scott movie... And um, you know what we were, what was taken when when he died. So that sucks.
1: Yeah, I'm just glad. I, I want Fuqua to do more action stuff like this. You know, I I, I prefer to have him back doing this. He's really good at it. I do
0: too. I, when he shoots for the Oscar stuff, it's it's commendable. He's doing that Michael Jackson biopic right now, and if done right, that could be an Oscar contender. It's definitely gonna be controversial, I'm sure, but. When he sticks with the action stuff, he just is so. He brings a touch of class to it, is what I should say.
1: It's like he's, it's like he's at home. It's like watching someone doing what they're meant to do. When he
0: started with this stuff with the replacement killers and all those music videos. Of course, he did,
1: and they're all great movies, in my opinion. A lot of the action stuff is, but when he gets more into dramatic stuff, uh, even in the action movies, like those are the mov- those are the moments that I think are like kind of the the worst parts.
0: I mean, Training Days of motherfucker, though. That's a great movie. Of course, yeah, that's a great movie. Well, we're both positive on that. Now let's talk about suitable flesh. What the fuck is suitable flesh?
1: <laughs> so this is a movie. Uh, so this is a Shutter uh, original. So you can go uh, watch this on whatever AMC or, or Shutter, whatever you have, um, streaming now. Um, it's essentially a Stuart Gordon movie, but of course it can't be because he died. Steel, but, uh, Stuart Gordon Barbara? of
0: reanimator and yes, yes all those good stuff
1: yes so Stuart Fortress. Gordon of uh, um, yes <laughs> right uh, of reanimated from beyond so this is much like that this is a uh, Lovecraft uh, story HP Lovecraft and like I said it has Barbara Crampton in it who was in both of those and it feels uh, well it's from from uh, Dennis Parley, who also wrote <clears throat> those and stuff. So it feels like a Stuart Gordon movie, like credibly enough, feels like a 90s uh, I don't know, VHS full moon esque, like just straight up, you know, Empire Pictures, like some some damn Stuart Gordon shit, you know, and it's I thought it was really entertaining. <laughs> I really got into it. It's uh, hypersexual. It's uh, violent. It's uh, intense. It makes almost no sense. It's like dream sequence-like for some of it. It's fucking weird. i um, off the rails. I thought it was good. And it's basically a, a body possession movie. It definitely sounds like a Stuart Gordon
0: film. For everything, you just... All the things you just listed <laughs> off there.
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty it's fucking nuts it's nuts but i i, I don't know i li- i love the violence and and the weird sex and just all of it, it just it just felt like i it felt like 30 years ago <laughs> perfect and this is uh, on shutter right now you said it's available for this is on shutter right now i if you like that kind of stuff and you know that you do or or you know that you don't uh so that's my recommendation to you based on that you know um if you like to um you know reanimator or uh, um, I love
0: Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator,
1: <laughs> Bride of Reanimator, or from uh, Beyond, um, from Beyond. Yep. yeah. Which I, I, I personally love from Beyond, Reanimator. I don't know, I could, I could, I like it, but uh, from Beyond is fucking. Did awesome. Stuart Gordon also do Robo Yes, yes. Okay. Robo Jocks. Uh, yeah. Stuart Gordon's a fucking legend, man. Go, uh, go back and watch uh, any of the uh, old stuff. Uh, fucking great space truckers. We were just talking. just yeah. talking about that. Stuart Gordon. Yeah. Great. Good shit. Uh, um. Yeah. So I, I thought this was a great movie. Uh, I recommend it if you like horror movies. <laughs> he, <can laughs> bloody anybody recognize bloody horror, in it? Is horror movies it uh, any
0: familiar faces? Oh, Heather Graham. Oh shit.
1: Okay. Uh, plays the the star. Uh, Bruce Davison is in it for a second. Um, and like I say, Barbara Crampton, um, a small cast, small cast. Who made it? Who's the filmmakers?
0: Do we know? Uh, are they anybody in notable?
1: Uh, Joe Lynch, uh, directed it. Um, I I don't know that he, I mean, I don't really he's done a
0: couple things. I want to say I know that he's he's done things,
1: yeah. So he has done stuff. Uh, let me look here real quick, just like I (sighs) want to say
0: it wasn't one of the Saw Um, films, was it? That was those, uh,
1: Everly, he's done, uh, would i have seen that uh i don't know if anyone remembers that movie that was a salma hayek thing yeah that Mrs. yes William
0: yes that, that was that actually it's a badass
1: him i don't know if anyone remembers that uh he did wrong turn two that's what he i'm thinking of wrong turn two um and i don't know he's done tv stuff he's done shutter stuff like the the uh, creep show stuff um stuff like that he's not not a big name but it's it's really well well uh directed like i said like if you were trying to ape uh, Stuart gordon and make this look like a Stuart gordon movie and fit into uh, you could easily watch reanimator um from beyond and this and they would feel like in, they were in a coherent hp lovecraft universe um you know looked over by Stuart gordon it's of a piece is what you're saying so it's
0: sounds like it's some fucking good yeah. movies, but it sounds like, I mean, I used to like those kind of movies.
1: I got into it. I really, I honestly got into this more than I should have. It is, it's again, it's ridiculous. It's, it's fucking H.P. Lovecraft. It's, it's fucking weird. Um, it's a body swap thing. So people are swapping bodies left and right. It's hypersexual. It's weird sexual. Um, so I don't know. I mean, but it's not like uh, the sex isn't graphic, but it is. I thought it was, like, intense. Like, there's weird moments. Oh, I don't bro. Know. Weird hypersexual. It sounds like it's sleepwalkers. I don't know what to say about it. D- but it's not. It's not like... Th- but it is. But it's like people just walking up and, and grabbing, you know, pussy. It's not some Ken like, just Russell fucking, shit. Just weird shit. Yeah. Just, like, just off the wall. Like, there's no way. And then, like, people just going with. It, just being like, oh, yeah. Like, they can't help themselves. It's just, like, this dreamlike... Um, like... For instance, there's a lot to do with, like, uh, she... In the movie, she's a psychiatrist. Heather Graham plays a psychiatrist. And this kid comes to her and he's like, I got a problem. You know, my dad's fucking trying to take my body. And that's where the whole thing... That's basically the whole fucking movie. And so she puts people into, like, trances and stuff to help them, right? Um, uh, And so she finds herself, in a sense, because this guy's... Basically, working with like an evil demon, you know, HP Lovecrafty and fucking evil demon spirit thing, he's putting her in a trance, right? And that, putting other people in trance and stuff. Ah, it's it's fucking good. Just watch it. All right. Well, I don't
0: have Shutter, so I'm gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> it's called Suitable Check flesh. it out when it comes out on Prime or something like that. But, um,
1: uh, well, it's Shutter exclusive. Oh, so I don't, shit! I mean, it's it's made by them. You might have though, uh, depending on because you have cable, you might have AMC Plus. If you do, you have Shutter. If you do, you have Shutter.
0: This is a rare night where I think you've given a positive review to all the movies that you've seen on this show. (laughs) And I have uh, as well, except for Maestro. So look at us. When people say we're being too negative, shut the fuck up. We are being honest.
1: It just has to be the right movie. Actually, most of the movies we've talked about, to be fair, remind us of older older good movies <laughs> I mean, it's like shit coming back you know coming back around finally we got the cycle back you know? well
0: and also to be fair the movies that we're talking about were, were big hits i mean maestro is nominated for best picture sound of freedom it was a huge box office hit so was the equalizer yeah um sure flesh will do well as well if you're saying it's as good as it is
1: uh, it's making the rounds people are talking about it. i mean obviously it's a shutter thing so it was made for streaming it's on a um it's on a very particular horror-only you know, only streaming service thing, so it's kind of hard to, to get. But people are talking about it, um, and I don't blame them. It's pretty damn good.
0: All right, let's move on and talk about the trailer section of today's show. And I think the biggest trailer and the biggest topic, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with the movie, then we'll talk about the trailer. This is Roadhouse. This is the Jake Gyllenhaal-led, Doug Lehman-directed film. It's got Conor McGregor, the UFC star, in it, and as well as a bunch of other people in supporting roles. But this movie is getting a lot of notoriety at the moment because it was supposed to come out in theaters. That's been ditched for a March 21st release on Prime. Doug Lehman, the director, is boycotting the premiere at South by Southwest this year, saying that this should be released theatrically. And I'm a little curious what your thoughts are on this because the beekeeper is doing well right now we're talking about these older action type movies that are doing well they just announced well, uh lavon's trade with air and statham returning together and stallone writing and appearing in it that's going to get a wide theatrical release this chris pat movie that they're talking about is going to get a wide theatrical release this will mm-hmm. not
1: no this is going to go well, this was made by amazon for streaming um apparently i mean lehman's pissed because they lied to him which i i wouldn't i don't fine i get it like they told him basically they were gonna they, they would see you know we'll, we'll, we'll give this a, a, a release don't worry about it when we see you know and he he clearly feels like he created and gave them a uh, a masterpiece you know a fucking tentpole actually i think is what he called it. a franchise starter if i'm not mistaken um which i think is ridiculous and not true um, the movie if we' talk about the trailer it looks the movie looks good it, it looks fine it's not Roadhouse though I don't know I, I feel like there's no reason to call this roadhouse it's, it's unnecessary um, I, I don't partic- I, I, I like Roadhouse better than this already you know I don't like the UFC stuff in here I don't like this character feels I don't know hokey to me a, a little too much whereas in Roadhouse like he was he was like centered he was like you know, when he moved into town he got the beater car, he did it. like he had a whole system, a whole thing that he that he went and did that was interesting. And this it's like he knows how to fight. And he's a fuck and he's a up. You know. As as you mentioned, Rocky, I think earlier when we were talking about this, you said it sounds like Rocky. Kind of, but that's not Roadhouse, you know. Seems seems uh, weird to me. And it, it's flashy, it's smooth, it's uh you know, it looks like it was made today. Um, but I don't know. Would this do it? Huge numbers, I doubt it. um I mean, we're talking about the beekeeper, but the keykeeper hasn't done big numbers you know um th- it's done fine, and I don't think that Amazon would want to put this out and have it do okay uh, and then get and then somehow sully it in that way when they can just dump it straight to to streaming and it doesn't need to make money in the in the box office this movie was already it's this movie's made and paid for already. It was made for Amazon streaming. It's paid for. This is very different than like Warner Brothers or Disney making a movie and dumping it onto their streaming service. Because their system isn't set up the same way as Amazon or even Netflix is. right? They don't need the theatrical stuff. So I don't know. It's a little unfair maybe to Lehman or to anyone who jumps into these types of movies to expect a theatrical release or to be even told that they would get one when clearly that's just that that's not even how the that how this part of the business is going to work and it doesn't and i I don't know i've seen so many people online especially lehman and other people kind of basically saying you know that now they've what would you say like that they that they've in some way made the movie less less than right i mean instead of having a theatrical release it goes straight to streaming so they don't get to see it on a big screen so that makes the movie Less than well, because it's not
0: a real movie, then right, right? in their mind it? because it didn't get a theatrical release.
1: Is that, uh, yeah, right, that's what the, the, that's what I'm trying to say too. But I don't know how to put that now.
0: <laughs> I think that it should, they should definitely put this in theaters. I don't care what, how good this is. There's nothing right now in theaters, they, they need material. There's no reason not to dump this out there. At worst, it does a little bit of business. At
1: best, well, there is a big reason it does <laughs> that. That would be bad. That would be bad. Word of mouth would be bad. It's it, still going to get views on Prime. It,
0: when they dump it on Prime, more, it'll, have a more, it'll cast a wider of a net. People will have heard about it. The marketing will get through. I think people will be more but inclined to watch it. hear about it, it
1: already. I, I disagree entirely. That's, I think
0: there's too many UFC fans that would go see this just because of, of Conor McGregor's involvement. I think that...
1: Oh, they're going to see that. They're going to watch it on Prime, though. Prime, it's better that they watch it on Prime <clears throat> than they go to a theater, right, for Amazon, for the people who made this. Like they're not not—they're not interested. Amazon doesn't give a shit about helping the theaters or helping the movie business outside of Amazon Prime.
0: I can't imagine they're going to attract much talent after this because it seems like Netflix and Apple, That's, at least, is,
1: is the ones taking a chance and putting you this might, out there. Well, they can have fun with it because most of the movies, especially even on Apple, I think are not very good. They're not building a very good library. I don't think you need talent to build the library that these guys are building anyways. So well, I mean, shit, I they know. got
0: killers of the flower moon, but, which is best picture nominated right now. And, and a couple other things like that,
1: but it doesn't, I don't, I mean, Oscars are nothing. I, in the in the grand scheme of everything, there are lots of Oscar winners that just aren't worth anything. You know, to have a library like that doesn't necess- necessarily mean anything. Like you got to have some movies that people want to rewatch. Right. And uh, I just, I'm not seeing that from any of these movies that people are making, including at Apple. Even though they're trying to go for the prestige aspect, like Netflix definitely has that angle. Um, and so does Apple, for sure, is trying to do that. Um, I don't know. Amazon... Feels more like it's just making whatever. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) which is probably more realistically better. because I don't know why. Boys in the
0: boat. It's doing fifty million right now at the box office. That's a surprise to them. That's got to help some sort of something. And Creed three did three hundred million worldwide. So at at very Mm -hmm. least, I mean, if if Roadhouse does a hundred million worldwide, how can that hurt its profile? It just raises it, and then it goes on to Amazon. You've made all the filmmakers and all the the cast members happy, and at worst, you may start a potential franchise. That's why I don't I don't see the downside of releasing it theatrically.
1: I know that it doesn't. If it only makes if it only makes the forty million or whatever that the Beekeeper I mean Beekeeper will be, like sixty. So I I actually don't know what's going to happen with any of it because it's so weird right now. But the Beekeeper still has money in it to be made, but. Um, I don't know if it if it does what if it does less than that what if it did just what the beekeeper did I still I don't think that's good it's called it's Roadhouse right it's supposed to be I mean we, when I listen to Doug Lehman talk about this movie it's fucking amazing right it's a temple movie it's a fucking summer movie right? well, let's talk
0: about the trailer then Let, let's get I into the know. actual trailer. I think it looks great. I, I was highly impressed at this trailer. I like that they moved it to Florida. I love that beginning part where Gyllenhaal is asking about the insurance. The scenes where he's an ex-UFC fighter living in the car, that's all stuff that could be taken from your you know regular Scott Atkins film. Um, I mean, I think he's done that same scene three or four times, Castle Falls and Legacy <laughs> Lies and things like that. But uh, I like the, the look of the film. I like the vibe of it. I, I really think that there's a certain energy to even the trailer. And I, I was juiced to see this. I mean, I really was was kind of impressed and thought, wow, this looks like something better than what I was expecting. And the only thing I had to judge it off of is obviously the original, but that well, terrible sequel they did, that right. last call sequel with Jonathan Sachi. I mean, so <laughs> that was just fucking terrible. And they killed Dalton off, off screen, the Patrick Swayze character. So I'm curious how this all becomes and what this becomes, but... Uh, the chances of there ever being a sequel, spinoff, or franchise are are dead in the water already.
1: Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, Lehman might not come back for it. I don't think um, Gyllenhaal Hall um, either. I, I mean, um, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> would he come back anyways? I don't know. Like, it's it's a really weird. It feels like a one off movie anyways. But um, well, what do you think? What were your thoughts? I don't know. I I, uh, I think it's grossly misses any of the things that made the original good which is why i don't think this should be called roadhouse um yeah i don't know it looks like a normal just everyday action movie from today it doesn't look like it has any real pizzazz or meaning to it i mean the thing looks slick um i don't know Uh, it looks fun i want to see it but i feel like i'm definitely going to not care about this after like the next day after i see it and that yeah, I don't know. Even if I saw it in a theater, I think I'd probably feel the same way. Like, I don't think this has the ability to 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 launch a franchise, regardless. Not even a cult classic. Oh fuck no! As compared to the original, this has none of that of what the original had in it. There, there's no way I would discover this if if no one had told me about this version of Roadhouse, and and based on the trailer, and if I if I had seen that just out of the blue, like oh, I just came across it. It would be like, I'd be like, eh, all right. I mean, it looks, it was all right. I mean, the fact that they won't d- have Jeff Healy, Healy in to the Jeff it. Healy
0: band uh already, they're already, I mean, just that weird touch of having a hey. blind musician in the fucking movie playing behind a cage. It was like, what in the fuck is happening in this movie? Well,
1: one of these things was small and quaint and like, felt like, um, y- y- felt lived in, felt like you could be like, you could be that person. You could be Dalton. You could be in there. Like, you, like, like minds were working. You know, in this one, Jake Gyllenhaal is—he can fight. That's too cool, and that—that's and it. And he's fucking cool and everything, and he can fight. And it's like, yeah, but that wasn't like. How is that going to play out? in with the with the rest of the movie, like I I don't know, and I don't know. Maybe the trailer just doesn't show like. Uh, as with anything, maybe the the uh, the selling here of this just got fucked up and maybe there's a, an even better movie somehow underneath all this it's possible
0: i'm a Hall fan i'm a lehman fan and i look forward to seeing this on the 21st and i hope there's a better movie even than the trailer is but so far uh i'm i'm stoked and i think that the trailer is garnering a shitload of mm-hmm. views right now between one two and a shitload
1: what's well, possible then maybe they'll do maybe they'll get uh, some sort of a theatrical i was release, thinking even that after do you think fact, that maybe because because, because like
0: a social media cry out or a
1: well, if that and if the numbers are good enough on streaming and stuff, they might go ahead and tune it out. And not only for those reasons, but also, as you said, the slate's pretty open right now. So they have room to put this into some screen somewhere, even if it's just a a, a small wide release. You know. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about the Russell Crowe
0: starring Sleeping Dogs. Talk about a streaming film. I thought this was going to be definitely a direct to streaming <laughs> release, and then I saw only in theaters. Yeah, how
1: is this coming out in uh, theaters? And
0: <laughs> I, it's not that it looks, not that, that there's anything wrong with it. This looks like your average uh thriller you know homicide thriller. oh i want to
1: see it i think it looks good but yeah it but it does look it has that streaming 100
0: percent. this looks like it i mean this could have starred john cusack or nicholas cage and come out you know on your local <laughs> streaming service
1: yeah, I, the john cusack thing is, is on point yeah i agree completely but i don't know i think russell crowe is it looks really great in this role and i would like to see him keep doing stuff like after watching you know, the Pope's exorcist and unhinged and stuff. He needs to keep doing these kinds of roles where he's like the, the older gentleman who's, who gets himself into a, uh, into, I don't know, certain positions where he's got to, you know, fight his way That's out. That's exactly the <laughs>
0: character he played also in the Peter Farley directed
1: greatest beer run with Zac Efron a couple of years back. Oh, where he was know, the yeah. wartime photographer, the rough gruff, like kind of a guy like, in this, he's basically playing the detective who, uh, uh, needs to keep himself busy, but you know, winds up getting involved in this case with a some murder guy, and then nothing makes sense. And the guy looks like he's innocent, but he's on death row. So now he's got to go through and you know do the right thing and all this kind of stuff. But, but in the meantime, he also apparently has something wrong with his fucking brain, and they're shocking him and no, shit. Dude, <laughs> so he doesn't remember shit. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. It's like this movie this? would have been a
0: solid box <laughs> office performer in like two thousand four. But the problem is we're in 2024, right? and I have no they idea how this is being released
1: in theatrical. They did. Angelina Jolie would be in oh, it yeah, as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is this is <laughs> definitely something
1: along those lines. <laughs> John Cusack and Angelina Jolie, 2004. Maybe even, maybe Huge even hit. Uma Thurman. I have no idea. Oh, there you go. That's actually good, too. Yeah, <laughs> That would work oh, as well. Oh, man.
0: I mean, I saw this. And I, like I said, the, the most surprising thing about this trailer, other than the fact that I was like kind of intrigued by it, was when it said, opening in theaters only, March 22nd. I thought, holy I shit.
1: No, what you thought was there's no way I'm fucking watching this on For streaming. For sure, I thought right? when can I stream this? You know, I thought I thought it was a Netflix That's release. Thought, to be honest dude. with you, just because the color palette, I don't know why I thought that. Uh, I thought there's no way. You know, you want to know what's going to happen if you go and watch this movie in a theater? There's going to be nothing but you know coughing and snoring happening all around I you. Think there's
0: people in there. I think there's going to be no one in the theater if I go see
1: this. No, there's going to be. I thought there's going to be old people. You know, <laughs> fucking matinee is sold out. Sorry, sir. Yeah, well, that's what you go out there. You go out there six or whatever. You You'll be fine. will be a Tuesday the five empty. o'clock show. It's sold out all day. It'll be full. You won't see otherwise.
0: Yeah, okay, what, at three early bird special. <laughs> all right, our next film is oh, Monkey Lord. Man. That's a stupid title for a movie, and this is Dev Patel's <laughs> directorial debut. He writes, stars, and directs as an action hero slash superhero folklore. This is like a Bollywood John Wick. And Dev Patel is positioning himself as the ultimate ass kicker. While the movie, to me, in the the trailer at least, has some decent shots in it, I'm getting a little worn out of this. Everyone's the ultimate badass thing, and I think that this is quite laughable. I don't understand why the artistic flair has been given to this, or the okay that this is. Who the fuck names a movie Monkey Man? I mean, in the, the 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 mask he puts on, I thought this th- this trailer is two and a half minutes long. In a minute and a half into it, I was done with this fucking trailer.
1: So I was. Oh, this trailer is more than no. This this trailer is over. Is it really? Minutes long. I was bored in this trailer. Yes, it is super. It is way too fucking long. First, I think I I'll, I'll go the exact opposite of you. I think this movie looks pretty good. Um, I don't think it looks great, but it does look good. and It's interesting and it's very um, Indian. You know, Volume. it's very. Asian, yeah, it's uh, in that sense, so uh, which I don't mind. Um, I'm fine with it because it's still very Hollywood, it's still very slick. Um, but yeah, I'm I am tired of the John Wick esque stuff that they've been doing lately, and this feels like RRR done as if John Wick that's, that's exactly what this feels like. And it's, and as you say, there's like weird flares of like eccentricity in the art side of, of this movie that I don't know what they're trying to do other than John wick for some of it. Um, I don't really understand why they're doing it, but maybe that's because it's a different culture. So maybe there's something different there. Did you see RRR? I saw, R-R-R. I started to be honest with you. That's the Bollywood film that
0: was nominated for best picture last year. I started yeah. watching it and it was really good. I just, I never finished it. And it's one of those things I should have. It's it really long. was long, but it was very well done.
1: Um, but that one was really I good. But this one looked that it had
0: in it, that movie.
1: But this one looks very different than to that to be fair. Like this one's way darker. This one's way slicker. This one's way Hot, more way Hollywood. Like that movie was that movie was brighter. It was happier even though there was lots of fighting and death and everything. It was it was um
0: it, it just upbeat. had a, a like the brighter side of action.
1: Yes, there was two two men, you know, coming together, uh, you know, as we do um <laughs> on the show all the time. Just touching tips Just touching becoming becoming friends. Yeah, right. And so RRR was a very different movie than this. This so this feels like some revenge movie where the guy's like he's basically like the Indian Batman where he's like I yep. you know, come I come from the streets but I come up but then I have to like protect people in some way. It feels I mean, he's not rich like Batman, but he's, but he's in that sense like a superhero, like a dark a superhero. Superhero meets John you know? Wick
0: is exactly what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. For me, it's a it's a strong pass.
1: It'd be a streamer, um, if anything, for me. Uh, a curiosity thing.
0: Not interested in it, and I just think everybody now can no. do a, a spinning back kick, <laughs> and I'm just not not fucking impressed. So,
1: I you know, back in the day, only if you were Van Damme and a select yeah, of the few. Yeah, even Seagal couldn't do a kick. Well, Chuck Norris, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even, even his best day to <laughs> fall on his ass. <laughs> All right. The last film on tonight's
0: show is Harmony Corrin's latest experimental production. This is, to be fair, this trailer that I saw was only about a minute and a half long. This is a pretty short trailer. Yeah, for it's sure. It's called Agro Drift, and there's a number, the, the number one in the drift word, so where the F is, typically there's a the letter number one for the yeah. eye. Oh, is the that what one, it is? Okay. Yes. So there's a one where this is D R one F T. And this movie looks like it's been filmed through infrared or it's only the color spectrum, yeah, right? It's just, sure. it's, it's, all it is on this.
1: Well, it's heat, right? Is it heat vision. Is that what's happening here? So they use like a FLIR type camera or something to, uh, to shoot it. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that that's what they did. I, I mean, I don't believe that they use special effects after the fact, I think that this was actually shot with like a FLIR-like camera Um, and then special effects afterwards, you know, put on if if needed or whatever. So I think it looks kind of cool. It's interesting as far as like a a experimental thing, but it's a it's a big ask to watch a feature, a full length feature film in some experimental stuff stage like that yeah even like i said once again the
0: trailer was was to get to me after a while i thought these are some very interesting shots but if it wasn't shot within this in this way if it was just staged normally and given me showing me what was there would it be as interesting i don't think so on a couple of these things but because it has that heat vision or the infrared kind of look to it it, it gives you... It looks like predator vision, right? And it looks like everything's looking through the...
1: That's exactly and so, what it is, so, yeah.
0: you know, when, when they're showing that demon or the guy on the boat, those things look a little bit more uh, tri- psychedelic or trippy or whatever you want to call it. But I don't think it would be... I don't know what the fuck the story is. There's no story in this trailer. It just exists. And there's some sort of guy running around who's got the voice of Jorge Molina. And it's... I, I, I have no interest in this. I mean, would you? This was like Hardcore Henry or one of these kind of shoot 'em up or one of those gimmicky
1: type um, movies. I'd I'd watch this. Uh, well, I mean, that's a, that's a that's a bit of a rough comparison. A Hardcore Henry is like an actual movie, even though it's like you're experimental in the sense that it's like first person, but it's not a, a real movie. You could this feels like I don't know some you know. Jodorowsky type shit, you know, like some fucking, um, yeah, some, I, what's it's Harmony Corman. Like, I don't know. It's been a I while think since I liked a Harmony Corman film, sense. to be honest. Really? I have not I've liked, uh, one? um, uh, quite a few, it wasn't Beach uh,
0: bum. it wasn't uh, spring breakers. Yeah. I Did like spring really? breakers quite oh, a bit. Wow. Yeah. It was good. Eye candy. That's about it for me.
1: Um, ah, uh, ah, it's a good movie. Um, but yeah, he makes weird movies. So this seems weird. I, it kind of feels like a. It has a video game aspect to it in a lot of sense. So it's very like. And I think with those visuals and stuff, that he's going for like kind of an 80s vibe for a lot of it. Which it kind of fits with the colors. Um, and it's kind of post apocalyptic in, in a bit of a way. Um, that's the best I can describe. It. I don't know. So it's like a weird, trippy fucking. Um, Movie. I would I say know. out of all the trailers gotta on gotta tonight's
0: show, go we'll watch Agro oh. Drift just to see what we're talking about. But I do think the best trailer on the show <laughs> is that Roadhouse trailer. and I, I am excited to see this movie. I think that Jake Hall is actually really underrated oh. as like an action. Uh, they they could have pushed him more. Uh, as an
1: actor in general, he's actor, great. I even yeah. as an
0: action guy. I mean, he was really good in Ambulance. Um, I, I mean, I've yeah. liked him in the action movies he's done, whether it be Prince of Persia or Southpaw or whatever it is.
1: Well, he's a good actor. I think that's, that, that's what he brings to the table, right? So that makes it makes it, it—it definitely elevates that type in of in the covenant. Yeah. I know we
0: talked about that a while back, but uh, just him mm-hmm. in that, I thought made that movie so much more than it was on the on page. You know, yeah, he brought to it. Well, that's going to wrap up our episode for tonight. We want to thank you guys, as always, for joining us on this podcast. If you haven't yet, go to moviemavericks.com, check out the latest reviews, check out our back catalog on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're getting these podcasts, rate, review, and like the show. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh, my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com. Warp
1: 9. Engage!